All right, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter number 2. And uh, I'm going to go run an errand and come back uh, while everybody finds that. Uh, Habakkuk chapter number 2. And uh, that is in the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Habakkuk. Uh, Habakkuk chapter number 2. And uh, I look forward to uh, the days ahead, exciting times. And uh, this, this evening, I am going to come back to, I mentioned at the beginning of the year that there are some foundational truths and scriptures and sermons that I want to revisit. And uh, this passage of scripture, which will be our text tonight, is a found, I call them foundational truths. I mean, the whole Bible is a foundational truth, but, but things that, that, that I refer back to uh, that, that are my guidelines, uh, that keep me, uh, and, and everybody needs to have uh, those scriptures where uh, when you feel overwhelmed, what, what scripture do you go to? Uh, when you feel discouraged, what scriptures do you go to? When you lose focus, uh, as a Christian, as a parent in ministry, what scriptures do you go to? Uh, and this is one of these scriptures that um, I use as, as a guideline for me, and I think it'll be a good help for us tonight. And so some of this will be familiar to you, and, uh, but it's a good uh, reminder for us, and uh, I, I don't intend on keeping you very long. And as long as you know what my intentions are, uh, we'll be okay. Verse number one of Habakkuk chapter number two. Actually, I'm not going to preach from Habakkuk. I just want to make sure you could find it. And uh, no, chapter two, verse number one. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Uh, the scripture this evening that I'm referring to is verse number one, but uh, more specifically, the, the first part of verse number one, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. Uh, as a Christian, we cannot afford to be a clueless Christian. Uh, we need to realize that we have an adversary, the devil. Uh, you say, Pastor, we're, we're, we're preaching about the day is Easter. We're talking about the resurrected Savior. And yes, the more we celebrate a resurrected Savior, we need to realize that we have an adversary that's not going to be happy about that. And the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk here, he's, he's get, he's references to getting in this tower. He's waiting on the Lord to tell him whether he's watching. So I want to use that this evening. I will stand upon my watch. We all have a duty to stand upon our watch. It says, I will, and set me upon my tower. It is, a, it is a cowardly thing to leave the tower. It's a cowardly thing to not be willing to man your post. Uh, I, 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 you know, I thank God for uh, the military that we have. I thank God for through the through through, his, through our history as a country, we've had we've had men willing to fulfill their duty and stand at their post. Uh, it's been the same way as far as Christianity is concerned. Uh, we need to fulfill our duty, stand at our post, stand in our tower. Tonight, I want to just ask you a question with the sermon: Are you in your tower? Are you in your tower? I think this is one of those messages, one of those thoughts that every once in a while we need to consider so that we can, as we call it, hit a reset button, uh, take inventory 
of our priorities, take, get, get a re, as we would say, get a reality check of what is the most important thing. And I really believe that in the life of a Christian, uh, what, I, what I'm going to remind us of this evening is vital. It's, it's necessary. It's tragic if we don't do it. It is devastating if we don't do it. So I want you to think about that tonight. Are you in your tower? Father, I pray that you'll help us as we take a few minutes to ponder this truth. And Father, as we go through the message tonight, may each and every one of us, as something applies to us, uh, may we be willing to make the application. May we be willing to take inventory. May we be willing to uh, remain in our tower, in those areas where we are in our tower, where we are watching May we be willing to climb into our tower in those areas where we need to be watching. And Father, may one, not one of us, not one of us fail uh, to be watching for the adversary, watching for those uh, who, would, who would try and hurt us and destroy uh, your work. And Father, I pray uh, that we'll realize our responsibility and fulfill it for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I've already mentioned before the prayer some things that, uh, some thoughts concerning the tower, our responsibility, our responsibility to realize, and that so many uh, Christians are naive today to the, real, to the realization that you have an adversary. And, and we need to be excited about being saved. I preached on that this morning. Sometimes we as Christians forget the words of Jesus and that we let our problems be bigger than our Savior. And that's not possible. Uh, we need to remember what Christ has said. We need to be excited about the things of God, but we need to realize that we do have an adversary. Uh, we do have an enemy. As excited as I am to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, uh, the Satan himself, he's not excited about it. You say, who, who is he after? He's after everybody who would celebrate that. He's after everybody uh, who's trying to please God. And so we need to realize that we have some adversaries. And uh, tonight we have some adversaries. And I've broken this down some time ago uh, in a certain areas, different areas. And I want to, uh, as we consider that question, are you in your tower? Uh, we're going to look at different responsibilities we have, different roles that we have. And if it applies to you, uh, I want you to uh, take inventory. I want you to determine to stay in your tower, continue to watch, continue to guard. Others are counting on us uh, to fulfill our duty, to uh, realize that, that we have a responsibility. And, and if you're not fulfilling that responsibility, may tonight be one of those nights where you determine and you make up your mind uh, that I am going to fulfill my responsibility. I am going to do my, uh, what God has called me to do uh, as far as the role that I have, uh, whatever roles I have in life. And uh, tonight, I'll just jump into the outline this evening. I want to say, number one, every Christian, uh, our text said, I will stand upon my watch. We got that? I will stand upon my watch. Every Christian should watch for the roaring lion. Uh, it is my responsibility as a pastor to preach the truth, uh, to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, to lead God's church as He would have me. It's my responsibility to warn you of areas that the devil would like to get uh, and defeat you. But if you are completely depending on your pastor to warn you, uh, you are vulnerable. Uh, you, you are in trouble. I often say this, I'm not going home with you. I'm definitely not going to work with you. And if you go to Walmart, I'm not going to Walmart with you. That's for sure. I don't even like going with my own wife. I mean, but the, but you, the, the application you get is here. You need to be watching. 
You need to be aware. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 8 reminds us that we have, a, we have a, an enemy. The devil is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is, a, he is a, an enemy that is looking for opportunity. And the moment that you're not vigilant is when you'll be defeated. The moment that you miss a church service, you're vulnerable. The time you miss your Bible reading, your time with your God, you're vulnerable. When you're with and around those that you should not be around, you find yourself in those situations, as I taught this past Wednesday night, you're vulnerable. Every Christian has a responsibility to be on guard. It is a tragic thing to watch Christians uh, fall prey to this world and fall prey uh, to the devil himself simply because they're not paying attention. You know, if you go looking for trouble, you'll find it. If you go looking for sin, you'll find it. But a lot of Christians, they're not looking for it, they're, but they're just not paying attention. Uh, they don't realize that this, Satan is trying to find ways into your life. That's why we ought to pay close attention to the Scripture. You ought to be in your Bible. Don't miss a church service and then pay attention. But you ought to pay attention to words in Scripture like the word flee. Whenever the Bible says to flee from something, you ought to automatically, you, there's something I'm adding to a list. Well, we just have liberty. Yeah, you have liberty, but you, you, you've got to be smart. You've got to stand in your tower. You've got to say, if God is telling me to flee from something, I need to make sure I stay away from it. Another word is avoid. Avoid. There's things the Scripture says to Avoid. And we go through many times as Christians, I hope this is making sense tonight, and we just go through life, oh, isn't it wonderful to serve God? And it is. Isn't it great to enjoy the blessings of God? What a great day we had in church. And boy, I'm excited about the things of God. But yet we forget that even though we rejoice and celebrate on Sunday and we see people saved and we're encouraged, the devil is at work on Monday and you cannot fail to be at your post. You cannot fail at being vigilant. You've got to be at your tower watching for the adversary because he's coming. That's why we've got to be ready. That's why we've got to prepare. As I taught Wednesday night, there's the word not, walk not. Don't fellowship with, avoid. See, Pastor, I just, I just don't like all of that. Well, you get, in your, you get out of your tower, you're going to be defeated. We've got to be watching. We've got to be vigilant. Every Christian should watch for the roaring lion. I moved to number two. See how fast I'm moving tonight? Hopefully I won't get bogged down anywhere. Every parent should watch for thieves. And I'm not necessarily just talking about the ones who might break in your home or break in your car. Although there are some that walk right in our front door because we usher them in and they're there to steal the future of our homes. They're there to steal the joy out of our marriages. They're to steal the innocence of our children. Now, I think every parent, if you have, if you have children at home, let me see your hand. If you have children at home, you know, even if they're in their, in their 40s or 50s, if you have children, children, children at home... 
Let me tell you, and some of you, you got young parents, you got kids in that nursery. Some of you are bringing, having your first child, and you've got, or you got your, your first children, and they're young. Let me tell you a trait that every parent ought to have, every Christian parent ought to have. You ought to be suspicious of everything. You ought to be suspicious of every new fad. You ought to be suspicious of every friend. You ought to be, well, well their friends are church friends. Be suspicious anyway. You ought to be suspicious. Well, it's an innocent cartoon. Be suspicious. He said, well, well, my kids don't like that. My teenagers get aggravated. Well, it's your job to stand in the tower. It's your responsibility to, to, to fulfill your duty and be on the watch. God did not give you parents. Parents, God did not give you children to be their buddies. He gave you children to rear them, to serve Him, to rear them to please Him in order to do so. I've got to be on the watch. I've got to be looking for the adversary. Because He wants to, he wants to destroy our children. The future of our church is these kids. You've got to guard. You've got to watch. And, and, and sometimes it's just a matter of, of being suspicious. And sometimes it's a matter of, I'm just going to say no. Why? Because I feel like it. I've given this counsel many times. And if you have a child at home, listen to it. That will save, save you a phone call. Sometimes there's something your child is been invited to, there's something your child is a part of, something that, that, may, that may, who knows what's going to, you know, is going to come down the pike next week. I mean, it's something, it is this, Pastor, I just can't put my finger on it, but I'm just not comfortable with it. Here it is. That's enough. What is the reason? Do I have a reason? The reason is you just don't feel comfortable. You just don't feel comfortable with it. Don't be afraid to say, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, I need a reason because I'm dad. Because I said so. Didn't you hate to hear that when you were a kid and you were told you're going to turn into your parents because I said so? Why, why do we have to feel like we have to negotiate with our children and explain to them? Just, just it's your responsibility to be in that tower and I'm looking and I'm suspicious and I'm looking for the enemy. And by the way, mom and dad, if you're in the tower looking for the enemy, uh, you're not blowing kisses at the enemy when you're up there. It'd be good for mom and dad to make sure they're not inviting the enemy into the house to steal the innocence of their children. But their family. What about the kids that God has given you? What about them? Um, I got a headache now. You have to guard this world. The devil does want to steal the purity of our children. He wants to steal their innocence. Something I want to really caution, parents. Guard their heart. Because before, a lot of our kids, they'll get stolen away from us because we, some, somebody gets their heart. Uh... I don't have time to really expound as, uh, on, on, on the child rearing and the, uh, in this as I should tonight because of the time. But uh, you, you build that relationship. You do what's right. But, and, you, and, you, and you guard that heart. 
Um, we live in a social media day. That is so dangerous. So dangerous. I always want to know who my kids are talking to. And you'd be surprised. You would be surprised the access our children, that this world has to our children. Long, and it's the state we live in, and long before they get the innocence of our children, they're going to get their heart. If the devil gets their heart, he can get anything he wants from them. That's why, that's why if it, it, don't, don't badmouth the pastor at home. Don't badmouth the Sunday school teacher. Don't badmouth because they're going to need, they need a pastor. And something I preach on hurts your feelings. And you want to say, what do I do about it? Suck it up, buttercup. You got kids at home. I don't know if that's, I, I don't know. I don't think that's in the Greek or Hebrew or whatever. That's just what came to mind. I'm tired tonight. Uh, I'm in my tower. When you're in your tower, the enemy's going to shoot at you as well. I'll hasten on for the sake of those whose children's already gone. This doesn't apply to you anymore. Uh, number three, uh, every church member should watch for the ten spies. We've been in, in Sunday morning in Sunday school, we've been talking about that generation that had to wander in the wilderness and one generation is going to die off and the other has wandered and now Moses is getting them ready to go into the promised land. That great nation, because of ten spies, them not having the faith they should have had and listened to the ten spies to say, God isn't big enough. A whole generation, and God called them an evil generation. Uh, we, every church member ought to be on watch for the ten spies. Those that we say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the can't-doers. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. And, and, and I don't, we don't have this issue right now, and so I, wanna th I like to throw things out there when we don't have the issue so that we can keep from having the issue. I don't care what happens in your Fortune 500 company boardroom. Uh, God's work is separate. God's work is different. We, 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 we move in a direction that God would have us move. And, and I just, I, just I, I, I love you, I pray for you, but I don't have time for can't-doers. Because I have a God that can. I have a God that wants to. I have a God that deserves us to be faithful and obedient. And everybody say, well, Pastor, I just want to let you know that so-and-so is not happy. Well, why are you telling me about it? Every ought to, everybody ought to be excited to say, let's do what God wants us to do and, and let's do more and let's see how much God will do and let's see how, what, God, what God will do with us. Can you, can you believe what we're setting out to do? Can you believe what God has dropped in our lap and said, I just don't see how we're going to start churches all the way in another continent. What's happening? I just don't believe. And, and when I start dropping some other things on you in the weeks ahead, well, I just don't know. Be on the alert for can't-doers. Uh, that's, that's everybody's responsibility. Be in your tower. Because this is your church. This is your future. It, I, if, 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 if our church decides not to move forward by faith and not do what God has called us to fulfill, your children, your grandchildren are going to be affected by that. You've got to be on the watch for the ten spies, the can't-doers. Then there's the won't-doers. 
There's some, the issue is just, I just don't know. I just don't believe. I just don't think we can. And then there's some that it doesn't even enter in their mind. They're just not going to. That's okay. It's, it, you, it, you don't have to participate in anything you don't want to have to participate in. That's between you and God. But don't get in the way of those of us that want to do. And by the way, you not wanting to do it and you not willing to do it could hinder everybody. Could you imagine if everybody was on board? Could you imagine if everybody had the faith they needed? Could you imagine if everybody was given like they should? Uh, everybody was in their Bible like they should. There's, there's to be on the alert for them. Well, I just think we need to. No, no, no. We're not. We're not having that. You be on your tower. Hey, is this your church or is this your church? Let me help you. It's your church. It's, it's the vision God has for our church. It's what God has given you the opportunity. You know how I feel about this. You know what I believe the Bible teaches, uh, that God chooses a man to pastor a church, but God chooses a people and he drops them in the pew to work with that man. And just as much as I believe it is the will of God for me to stand here tonight as your pastor, I believe it is the will of God for you to be a member of this church. And God assembled us here together to do a great work together for him. If I decided to tender my resignation tonight, I would leave out of the will of God. But let me say to you, if you move on down the road, you're leaving out of the will of God. Because God brought us here to do something for Him. I believe that, and I believe that that gives us a reason to all climb in our tower and watch for the can't-doers, the won't-doers. Let me say this. Don't be the bucket of cold water. Oh, man, can you believe? Well, I just don't know. No, don't be the bucket of cold water. Somebody's more excited about excited than you to serve God, excited, more excited than you to see what God is going to do. Don't put, you may not, your fire may be gone, but don't pour water on theirs. Uh, when I was younger, I was like, well, he's young. He'll, he'll, he'll learn that wisdom will get ahead of that zeal. Uh, well, I, I hope I've, I got a little more wiser, but the, the zeal is still there. And that's, the belief in God is still there. And we need to push forward as a church. And every member has a responsibility to get in your tower and be on the watch. Because there's nothing as long as we are following God. Are you with me tonight? There's nothing that can stop the church. But us. What could stop the people of God? What could stop the children of Israel? God had put those plagues in place. God had killed the firstborn of every Egyptian in every Egyptian home. God had brought them out of bondage. He had parted the Red Sea. He had defeated their enemy. He had destroyed the enemies of God. But yet, what kept them from fulfilling what God had for them was themselves. Because instead of seeing what God could do, they saw the obstacles. They saw the faith that it would take. And many times that is what defeats a Christian. That's what defeats a church. Is because they don't have the faith. So every church member should watch for the ten spies. And then number four, every pastor should watch for wolves. I almost preached from Matthew 7. I almost preached from that passage tonight, but instead I, I, I felt led to preach this one. 
part of my responsibility as your pastor was to watch for wolves that would come into the congregation. It's my responsibility. It's my, a part of my responsibility, fulfilling that responsibility is to teach you the doctrines of the Word of God, to teach you what God has said. See, the resurrection is not a theory. It's our doctrine. It's our belief. It's our, it's our bedrock. It's our foundation. The local church is not a theory. It's not a club. It is, the, it is a bedrock belief. It is doctrine. Uh, it's my responsibility to teach that. It's my responsibility to preach that. But it's my responsibility as a pastor to also stand on the tower and watch for those that would bring contrary doctrine into the church. That's why from time to time, I am going to say, don't read so-and-so's books. They may be a quote-unquote secular, religious writer, or they may even be an independent Baptist by, by definition. But it's my responsibility to watch. And, and, and since I'm using this as an illustration, let me just go ahead and, and throw this out here. Ladies, if you have a, a, a book written by Beth Moore or Joyce Meyer, go home and throw it in the trash can. Amen. Our churches are being destroyed through the women because of that false doctrine and false belief that they're bringing in. So I had no idea. I'm not mad at you. I'm just helping you. Go home and throw it in the garbage. It's not good stuff. And God help, if you've got Joel Osteen at home, I, don't, I shouldn't even have to. But it's my responsibility. You know, when the, in those city with those walls and those men that are on those, were on those towers and they were watching for the enemy to approach, how logical would it be for those who are depending on their protection to get mad to get angry at the watchman in the tower for yelling that danger's coming. Can you picture with me, imagine them just going about their business in that walled city and the watchman standing and shouting to close the gates. The enemy is approaching. Uh, you're at risk. Your children are in danger. Your, your, your life is in danger. Your future is in danger. And for them to be inside the city, it's like, jerk. Hey, wh why are you causing so much trouble? It's the watchman's job to interrupt the schedule if needed be. Because there's an enemy that wants to destroy. That's why there's, there's certain alliances we can't have. Because it's my responsibility to watch for wolves. See, I, I, I want to, I'm going to preach the whole counsel of God to you the best that God will allow me to do it. So I want you to grow as a Christian. But the Bible does say, who did hinder you? It's my responsibility to preach the whole counsel of God. It's my responsibility uh, with my relationship with my God as the pastor to, to take a priority. That's my responsibility. But it's also my, my responsibility to look outside of the walls and look over the horizon to look for the potential threats and that which might harm and hinder the Emmanuel Baptist Church. And God does give the pastor who is seeking the will of God a little bit of insight in some things so that he might warn and say, stay away from like, don't get your theology off the internet. And uh, we got to be very, very careful 
that's why it, it, there's nothing wrong with saying, Pastor, I saw, I saw this book. What do you think about it? I'll say it's not as good as Satan's toolbox, but, you know, what, whatever. <laughs> I, it's, it's my responsibility. There's certain alliances we're not going to have. Uh, you know how I feel about abortion. Same way you do. But I'm not joining with the local annual, the, the, this, the annual meeting they have where all the, the quote-unquote Baptists and Catholics and all those people get together. Why? Because there's potential for wolves to get in. They, they've stopped inviting me to that. Um, you know, there, there's, it's my responsibility. And, and, and I'm going to say a few things. There, there, there's, there's false prophets that you've got to be aware of. They're false teachers. In the day of the internet, social media, uh, one of the biggest challenges a pastor has is the opportunity that those would like to pluck sheep have access. You've got to be very, very careful. How many of you are a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church? Let me see your hand. Guess what? I'm your pastor. I'm your pastor. And I take great offense to somebody coming through social media, the internet, through different connections, to give you counsel, to give you, give you uh, their, their latest theology. And, and I, I, I'm trying to be as cordial, as nice as I possibly can, but there, there, there's one thing that I will not put up with. I don't care what their name is. I don't care, care what their association is with. God has given me the responsibility of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, and I take it very seriously. Uh, you, you don't have an internet pastor. And you young couples... I'm getting. I'm very, very weary of other men giving counsel to to young couples in this church, telling them you need to go pastor, you need to go do this, you need to go do this. You have a pastor, and God will tell me He's not going to tell them. And I'm not being I'm not being critical. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to help you. There have been there have been those that have checked the track record. Those that have listened to their pastor. Uh, they're doing quite well, and those that let somebody get in their ear, and they had an itch they had to scratch, they're not doing too well tonight. Uh, it, you say, well, Pastor, that's right. No, it's, I'm in the tower. One day, I am going to stand before God and give an account as the pastor of each and every one of you. You know what? I'm willing to offend you if necessary. I'm willing to offend brother so-and-so down the street and say, do not talk to one of my members again. Because one day I'm going to give an account for the, for the sheep that God has placed in my care. And I, I have a greater fear of God. So I'm just, I'm just putting this out here tonight because to help you understand, some of you, this is, this is all brand new to you, but this is the Bible, this is Scripture. It's my responsibility. It's, 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 it's the care that I have. And you've got to 
understand that it is my, and, and I've, I've, told, I've told singles, I've told college students, I, I, I'm willing to make you hate, I'm willing to allow you to get upset at me and to hate me before I just not tell you. That relationship is a bad relationship. That's heading for trouble. I have a responsibility. I have to stand in my tower. So I'm just reminding you tonight, uh, young people, teenagers, children, when your mom and dad tell you no, and they don't give you an explanation, remember this. They're standing in their tower. They're watching. Hey, if, if you don't understand why we're heading in the direction of church we're heading in, and somebody says, why don't you get on board? Now, we don't need people police. But I'd rather put up with that than nobody caring. You know, and the next time that I warn you of something, I, I preach about something, or in counsel I say, stay away from that. Get rid of that. Drop that. Just remind yourself, my pastor is just standing in the tower. He's looking out for me. He's looking out for the welfare of, of, of my family. Uh, something that if you, if you know me well, well enough at all, you know I, I want to please you. I want to, give, I, I want to give you everything that I can give you to make you happy. If I have it in my power, I want to do it. But I have a greater responsibility to my God to also warn, to also say you need to be very, very careful. Don't go down that road. See, it, it's, discernment is, a, I say it like this, it's a blessing and a curse. There are some things I see even as independent Baptists, I know the direction they're going, and, and I, I know where it's going to end up. And sometimes even my pastor friends, they shake their hands. I just don't see that. And I'm like, just trust me. It's coming. And that's why sometimes I'm like, Pastor, what do you think about? And I just say, oh, that's a good idea. But hey, it's never happening. Because I'm watching. There's some things that trouble me. There's some things that concern me. And, 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 and it's my responsibility to stand in the tower. Hey, do you have an area of responsibility that God's given you? Every parent does. Every husband, every head of household has that responsibility for their home. And, and since I've, I, if I haven't offended, well, I might as well try and offend everybody tonight. I guess, I guess that's just the way it's going to be. Easter, happy Easter. Um, <laughs> wives, you're not always going to understand why your husband said, nope. In husbands, it's okay once in a while to say, nope. If a man loves his wife like he should, he wants to please his wife. And ladies, be careful. You can, you can just as Eve convinced Adam, uh, you have that power. But every once in a while, that man may just say, no, we're not doing that. Or, you know, we're, we're not going... Why? I don't want to get up out of my recliner. That's why. Uh, that's in the Bible somewhere. That's the, best, that's the first amen I got out of some of you right there. 
but, 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 but men, you have the responsibility to watch out for your home. You, you, you have an area of responsibility, and I'm going to say more about this in the days ahead as we get more and more settled. If you, if you, if you have any role of a leadership you have in this church, you have a higher responsibility. Don't step into that role unless you're willing to fulfill that responsibility. I say it like this, everybody wants, the, everybody wants the name tag, but they don't want the responsibility. Uh, be, be willing to fulfill that responsibility. Uh, it, it's, this is just a good reminder for us to be, on, be, on, be, be aware. God, say, Pastor, what? I just, I don't, I, I, I'm with you, but I, Easter Sunday just seems like an odd time. Well, God has blessed us tremendously. He's blessed us in ways, and I'm excited to tell you about other things that God is doing. And I believe there's greater blessings in the days ahead. But if God is blessing us in the ways He has and the ways I believe He's going to, we'll know it. Others will know it. And the enemy will know it. And our adversary is going to do everything. Because he, he doesn't get excited when we, when we get excited about doing more for God. He doesn't get excited when we talk about more Sunday school classes and more people saved and, and all of those things. He does not. He, he fights that. So you and I have to be careful. He would love to get into your home and destroy your home. He'd love to get into your marriage and destroy your marriage. He'd love to get into the Emmanuel Baptist Church and just take it off course to cause chaos. We all have a responsibility. If you're a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church and you all raised your hand, uh, you have responsibility as a member. You have responsibility to attend. You have responsibility to give. You have responsibility to be a witness. Hey, we have a responsibility to watch out for our church. Watch out for our church. Watch out for one another. Let's, let's stand in our tower. Father, I pray that you'll...